This week on the River Morning Show Weekly Podcast. You're not really concerned about other people's burnout. Uh, you're just in. Are you telling me I burn people out, Josh? Uh, <laughs> I ought to move on. Kim. Kim. In mouth. Kim, no, it's right. Kim is saving everyone because she has called. Kim, how do you recover from Hannah's burnout? No, just from regular uh, burnout. What do you do? It's the River Morning Show Weekly Podcast presented by Savage Strength. Do us a favor. Would you rate, like, comment on this podcast? Wherever you get your podcast from, you can do it there. Wherever you're listening now, you can do it now. Uh, or wait until after you're done listening. But let us know what you think about the show. And then share it on social media, maybe an email. I don't know how you would do it with a smoke signal, but that would be fun too. But let someone else know that you enjoy this podcast, a recap of the River Morning Show that happens every Monday through Friday on 1049 The River in Columbus or online at riverradio.com or the River Mobile app. Thanks for doing what you do and thanks for listening. The River Morning Show Weekly Podcast starts right after this. Hey, I'm Kristen Clark, host of the Collide Kids podcast. It's a fun and unique show for kids and families where we learn together how life and faith collide. In each episode, we will get to know friendly, interesting people who can teach us something new about their career and their passion for life. Guests include authors, athletes, Christian musicians, community helpers, comedians, and more. Our goal for every episode is to help kids discover they have a purpose and they are loved by God. You can listen right Right now at riverradio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. You're watching that food cooking show and you think, I want that. <laughs> I want all I of that. I say that most of the time when I'm watching a food cooking show. There's a yes. show my kids have been watching called Is It Cake? <laughs> and, yes. And I'm like, it makes me want to grab a, like a computer mouse and try it. I'm like, because it might be, yeah. it might <laughs> it be, could cake. be cake. You never know. Some of the things they make are so realistic. Well, Netflix is taking that concept of, well, food that they have on their shows mm-hmm. and putting it into a real restaurant. You what? are kidding. Netflix Bites. <gasps> really? Yes. Oh, wow. I'm, I No word if it's going to be a subscription based yet and if it's going to be like $7.99 and all you can eat and just like whatever. My, It'd be my great tum- if you did. My tumbly is rumbly. Yeah. I know. I know. <laughs> I, I am this. very hungry. Uh, but do you think that their fountain machine glitches when it streams? Do you think it... <laughs> You think it does that? No. Do you think you get penalized for sharing your food? Oh. You need a password in order to get them to deliver it to you, <laughs> even though you ordered it already. But it's uh, it's coming later in July, and I think I wanna I think I wanna get res- reservations and kind of hang out. Yes, please. It's fair, but I have a concern. If okay, if you're looking at their like Netflix restaurant menu, mm-hmm. what if it takes just as long to pick your meal as it does to pick a show? <laughs> Three hours gonna later. Be there a minute. <laughs> What's worse than your child misbehaving in public? Or what's worse than seeing a child misbehave in public? Um, I mean, Chad, I mean, you are a parent. Yeah, so. I mean, there's obviously a lot of reasons a child would act out. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes tired, sometimes sick, sometimes they're just cranky. Uh, but. When your kid reacts uh, in public oh, and you have no. to leave, yeah, uh, and leave the mess, you're like, "Sorry, bye, everybody. We gotta go." That's yeah, that's bad. That's worse than acting out. My my niece loves to figure out ways to embarrass you. 
Ooh. She'll say loudly. She's only three and she's figured this out. She'll go, you stinky. You stinky. <laughs> Come on. Because she well, sees your reaction. You go, shh. And she thinks it's funnier. What's yeah, What's stinky. great is Aunt Hannah doesn't do laundry. Oh, man. We're into this again. Gotcha. <laughs> All right. Well, she's just being truthful. Those yeah. things are correct. But I think the worst thing, the worst thing than your child misbehaving in public is is when they disappear in public. Oh, yep. You yeah. have lost track of them somehow, some way. We talked about it uh, a few times already this week on the show, but the stories keep coming. When did you lose your kid? Or maybe you were helping somebody find their kid and you found them in the most outlandish, weird place. 614-479-1049. Tammy, what happened in your story? When our son was 10... Um, we had gone to a restaurant, they had a buffet and he had the buffet and well, he needed to go to, so my husband and I were like, okay, he's old enough. The restroom's right there. We can see it. Mm -hmm. He can go by himself, you know, and, and I kept waiting for him to come back and he wasn't coming, wasn't coming. So my husband went to the restroom and he come flying out the door and there's an exit to the outside, (sighs) right beside the restroom door. Oh no. And I'm starting to panic. And the boy had gone back to the buffet. (laughs) That's, uh, I mean, a logical place to for Mm -hmm. me in any scenario. My kind of kid. Just go to the buffet first. Yes. (laughs) You don't have to be in public for your child to embarrass you or infuriate you or to scare you. Mm -hmm. Tammy had just called about how her son, when he was 10, went to the restroom at a restaurant by himself because he's a big boy. Then he disappeared. Mm. There was an exit door. They thought he he took a wrong turn, and he he was out in the world by himself. But he had gone back to the buffet instead. (laughs) Smart kid. Uh When in doubt, find the food. Yes, absolutely. What is your story? 614-479-1049. And Annette, what happened at home? He was small. He was two years old, and we were living in this, this apartment. I was busy doing something, and he was playing on the kitchen floor. And all of a sudden, I turned around, and he was gone. And I, I noticed that the, the screen door in front, I hadn't locked the screen door. Mm. And I panicked, and I called my grandma, and she lived next door. We were looking for him all over. I came back in. I was crying. I sat down at the kitchen table, and the kitchen cabinet was open, and I saw this little white shoe. <laughs> and I opened the kitchen cabinet, and he had crawled underneath and was sitting on top of the canned foods asleep. Just, just snoozing. Just snoozing. It's one yep, of those. That's my story. When you find your kid, you want to throttle him and hug him at the same time. Just like you do realize <laughs> exactly. what you just put me through. I love you, and now I will kill you. <laughs> <laughs> Believe it or not, earlier in the show, Chad had some helpful advice. What? <laughs> I know you had mentioned when you lose a child, instead of just shouting their name in and amongst the crowds, mm, yes. shout what they're wearing. Yep. Pink shirt, blue jeans, jorts, whatever it is. <laughs> Mario shirt. Yeah, right, right, exactly. Wahoo! So that way, other people can is that know Anna? you. You're looking. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're looking for a child, and they can then help you start looking as well. Because a mm. lot of people may have your kid's name, but not a lot of people are going to be wearing what your kid is wearing. Other times, the, this the whole story, the journey is the experience because you end up finding your kid. But what happened when you lost them? Six one four four seven nine one zero four nine. All right, Renee, you're up. Oh my Lord Jesus, help me! <laughs> um, so I'm in the house. 
enjoying a nice bath, and my husband goes, well, we're gonna go, I'm going to go to Walmart. And my daughter at the time three. I think that he goes with her, and he thinks that she's staying with me. Uh-oh. Well, he ended up and trying to walk to Walmart <gasps> to get my husband. Oh, my <gasps> word. Uh-oh. Where? And somebody um, over by the bowling alley, our neighbor, seen her, took her in the bowling alley and thought somebody lost her at the bowling alley. Oh. And, and so we called 911 because we can't find her. Yeah. And here, um, so the people at the bowling alley had been on 911 and we, we got her back. Oh, I mean, my geez. question is, did she throw any strikes while she was waiting on you guys? Yeah. yeah. She threw a big strike, man. Yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah. Pause. It's the River Morning Show weekly podcast presented by Savage Strength. Ah, I love them. Do share. Why do you yeah. love them? Yeah. So my sister and I have been going for a few months now. I can tell I'm getting stronger. Flex. Flex. Uh, Let's see yeah. the bicep. Look at these things. Well, the, other, these things. the other day I was mouthing off and Hannah picked me up by my throat. That so is I, not true. I do know but she's I getting stronger. could. <laughs> but what's so great about it is it, it's not like those big group classes where the instructor's up front and they have no idea what you're doing. It's group training, but it feels feels like one-on-one personal training. That's nice. It's amazing. And they sponsor this podcast. So Big thank thanks. you. If you want to find out more about Savage Strength and what they have to offer, you can find them on Instagram, savaged underscore strength. Yeah, communication is hard. Learning a new language is super tough. But imagine being a kid who's just learning language period yeah, anything <laughs> yeah. ju- you're, you're bound to have a few moments where you're like what word are you trying to say and they only have what they hear mm-hmm. yes There's, they can't look at anything yes. like some, some spanish and english words are similar and if you know how to read one you can it helps exactly they got nothing and usually what they come up with is pretty amazing <laughs> it's pretty amazing mm. and it makes sense after you know what they're saying maybe not at first so, for example, a, a kid might say something like a boat coat. A boat coat. Uh, raincoat? Yeah. No. No, it's a it's a life jacket. Yes. Oh, oh life yeah, good jacket. job. A kid also might say something uh, about uh, it was frustrating. But concentrating? No. It was frustrating. Yeah, it's it's frustrating and uh, and they're concentrating. They uh, were so we- mad and uh, they're frustrating. Okay. It was frustrating. I think I'm frustrating right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to say in, in, in general. If you I'm have one, sure by the this. way, something your kid came up with, 614-479-1049. Josh, do you know what a struggle paddle is? A struggle paddle? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in my house, it was just a paddle. Oh. <laughs> just, that's, the way, that's the way I was raised. Struggle paddle. Struggle yeah. paddle. Uh, struggle like a, paddle. Is it a ruler? It is not. A child came up with that. That was their doggy paddle. They were struggling oh. to swim. <laughs> it was the struggle paddle. Same, that's kiddos. Genius. Same. That's so great. And the last one... <laughs> Snozzles. Snozzles? What is a snozzle? Are they goggles? Uh, yeah, Josh. that's what I would go with, too. Nostrils. Uh, <laughs> Your sniffer and <laughs> nose Oh, that's way better nostrils. than nostrils. I love that snozzles. so much. I'm going to call them snozzles from here on out. <laughs> if your kid came up with a word, mashed two together, it made more sense after the fact, let us know. 614-479-1049. Sometimes you need an interpreter 
to interpret what a two-year-old is trying to say. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is genius. It makes a lot of sense <laughs> after you get that interpretation. But after the fact, you know what they're trying yeah. to say. And you almost want to try to figure out a way for us to change the word to that. Like a jumpoline <laughs> is the best thing. Mm-hmm. Trampoline, throw that away. Jumpoline, that's where it's at the it's whole perfect. time. <laughs> it's perfect. It's uh, perfect. What about what do you, what about a uh what about a sprinkly do? What do you think a sprinkly do is? Is it is it a donut with sprinkles? I would love one now if you had one, but that is not what this child okay. meant when they said sprinkly do. Is it a sprinkler? Like a yard sprinkler? It's a no, shower? It's freckles. Oh. A sprinkly do is a freckle? She had sprinkly do's on her face. Oh. Um, uh, yes. Yeah. This is uh, honestly the last one I have from this list, but it's the best thing ever, and you will want to change it immediately. It's a sneakerit. A sneakerit. Mm hmm. A secret? It's a secret. But you're being sneaky about it. It's a secret. It should be the word for it. Mm. It makes all the sense in the world. I made it so much harder. I was thinking like they put a note in their shoe. Like what happened? Like a sneakerit. (laughs) It was the Nike that never was. (laughs) Right. It was a sneakerit. That sort of thing. All right. You can share yours. 614-479-1049. Tracy, what's your kiddo lingo? Disoppressing. Disoppressing. Is that? Disoppressing. Disappointing and depressing. Yes. Yeah. That's yeah. a lot of life that for a kid. Makes so much sense, though. Yes. She wanted to go outside and play, and it was all rainy and nasty. And she's like, "That's just depressing." <laughs> That's it. I could use that so often yep. in my life, Chad. You are disappointing. Wow. <laughs> she went right there. Ouch. <laughs> Hi, the river. What's your name? TJ. TJ! Hi, TJ. You got a kiddo hello, lingo, hello, man? Family. Hello, family. I got I got one. I got a, a, a word that my baby son came up for uh, my hair when I was uh, when he was a little boy, and he called it Wave. Wave? What? Wave. He what? broke it down. Instead of wave, he said Wave. <laughs> oh, I like that a lot. <laughs> Fancy. We yeah. like it, TJ. It fits you, man. <laughs> when I heard him, I used to use this Murray's pomade. Uh-huh. And he went over to it. He went over to it one day and he said, Dad, this is what put Wabage in your hair. <laughs> <laughs> Research says that in order to raise a child to the age of 18, costs almost $300,000. Ooh. Ah, That's why we got these side that. hustles ah. out in the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Lots of side hustles. My wife and I have four children. Ah, I'm, the math. I'm not good at math, but that's over a million billions. So, bills. Yeah. So, this summer, my children, who are all teenagers, have decided not only do they need to be entertained, they don't like things that don't cost their mother and I <laughs> actual Stop. dollars. Get like a one, job! One of them wants to take up golf. Like, oh wow! No, that's, that's fantastic. Um, you have no clubs and no money. How are we that supposed is to? An expensive pastime. Yeah, mm-hmm. we're going to facilitate mm-hmm. this. Uh, one child plays basketball, so in order to get him to all the basketball camps, those are m- many much. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and they eat us out of house and home. It's literally the bag of chips did not make it from the car <laughs> to the house. Yep. Without being decimated. So I just, I know that I'm not the only one. And Chad, you're right there. Uh, not with teenagers, but you have three kids. Yep. 
and they expensive. Yeah, in fact, uh, if we could wrap this up, I got to go Uber for a bit before we can get yeah. food. For no kids. After yeah, no kids for a little bit today. So this summer, in the remaining times that we have, what in the world can we do that doesn't cost anything? Mm. Help your fellow parent slash Ohioan six one four four seven nine one zero four nine. Karen, save us. What do you got? Your public libraries are doing summer reading right now. Mm-hmm. Yes. And there's all kinds of free activities from art to movies during the Ooh, summer. That's cool. Yeah. There's, you just have to check out. And plus, Columbus Metropolitan Library is celebrating their 150th what? this year. Really? That's fantastic. <laughs> Okay, I need to look into that because that would be a fun activity if they're doing cute little art things mm-hmm. to bring my like niece and nephew to. Yeah, oh, that's perfect. Oh. And they also have story. T- they also have story time by age, so you could easily go onto their website, and it should have all the information there that is going on this summer. I love that. I'm, Check that I'm out. actually doing. Uh, I'm I'm doing a reading later this summer for for people over 35. I'm just gonna read Facebook. Oh to my people. gosh! Ignore him. <laughs> <laughs> Is it neighborly to tell your neighbors if their dog attacks your dog? I mean, is that is that the right thing? Are you being yes. a good neighbor I mean, if you say that? Safety first. Yeah. Is it is it also the right thing to do if if I were, let's say, hypothetically, that this happened and and the the attack of the dog on my dog was was my fault? Well, should I also say how, that part? Did you did you pester their no, dog? No, but did I. You- Worth it to go after No, we're letting the neighbor's dogs out because they're gone for this week. Okay, okay, question or answer, really. Josh is the one who let the dogs out. <laughs> we have answered a time-old question that a song was written about. Who let the dogs out? It Just was Josh. Josh. <laughs> they ask it a lot of times. I only did it once. Okay. Okay. Who? Okay. More, yeah. <laughs> but I, I was not thinking I had to let my dog out. And their dog's out, and I'm like, well, we'll just go have a little party. I'll take my dog over there. And I didn't realize that their one of their dogs does not like our dog. So they've never hung out before. They have they have not. Uh. <laughs> and I I I brought my dog into his domain yeah. and he was uh he was not having it. So I I tried to be a good neighbor and I said, Hey, you're gonna see things on your ring doorbell. Oh <laughs> <laughs> I was caught on camera. hundred <laughs> percent. I said, we had an altercation on your doorstep. Everybody's fine. There was no blood, but I had to pull your dog away from my dog. So I was trying to be a good neighbor uh, because I caused a problem Mm. and I had to, I had to try to fix the problem, but everybody's, everybody's okay. My hope is through this conversation that you might have an actual way you can be a better neighbor because I feel like I've just caused problems in this situation. So uh, 614-479-1049. Scott, give us uh, give us an example here. How how can you be or who would be like a, a good neighbor? What do you do? Give people rides home from Aww. work. Do you okay. do you need a ride from home from work? I give. I'm like the taxi for Look the work. You. Oh. I give rides to and from work all the time. For Driving Miss Daisy. That's that awesome, is man. such a kind neighborly thing to do. The world yeah. needs more of you. Yeah. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> <laughs> Concentrate. Take a whiff. Oh. Do you smell that? What are we, did, what are we smelling? <laughs> he's obviously not done laundry recently. <laughs> no. no. Did you go work out? I never liked that question. No. <laughs> no. 
You are children. Uh, what I mean is burnout. It's the <laughs> season that we recover is that from. What that smells like? Yes, that's we recover from. Bur- Goodness, you guys. <laughs> we recover from burnout. This time of year, it's vacation season. Specifically, teachers are done, and so they are the ones that a lot of this conversation can focus around. Mm. But I, I want to focus on you too, whether you're a teacher or not. How you recover from burnout? Six one four four seven nine one zero four nine. There are teachers from each state of the union who have come together to release their list, one person for each state of how they recover from burnout, which I think is it's interesting hmm. because each state is pretty unique. In Ohio, uh, Lila, she's the teacher. She said, I walk my dog through the park. It relaxes Aww. me. No earbuds, just nature. Oh. So that's... <laughs> okay, okay. Hannah just got off the bus. <laughs> I like the dog part. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so uh, Vicky from Michigan, this is where Chad is from, um, said, I go fishing. Have you been fishing, Chad? You a bunch of a fisher? I lo- yeah, I love fishing. Do you have the patience for fishing? Well, I I don't catch. I'm not catching. I'm fishing. Uh, okay. So I see. Okay. I ha- it's better when you go with friends and you bring donuts. Is, I knew there was and snacks going to come and up. And you yeah. just hang out mm-hmm. on your phone. Okay. There are so. most... You never try to share the donut with the fish. They'll eat that. Yeah, that's that'll not be catching. Happening. No, I would. I would be interested in catching and eating a fish at that point because they'd be like, "You ate my donut." Yeah. <laughs> All right, Gollum, cook it first, please. All right, uh, last, Danielle from Florida. <laughs> she said therapy. Lots oh, of yeah. therapy. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Good for you, Danielle. One of the ways that I um, recover from burnout because we all get to that point. With life, service, work, all the different things that are always going on. I'll peruse an antique store. Ooh. I feel like a million bucks after that. It's just okay. like the, the creativity just kind of fires off in my mind. I get this idea. I, I wish I had more money to buy like that entire section over there. Right. But it's it's really calming and relaxing for me. Is it mostly window shopping? Or Usually, you- okay. yeah. 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 If there's something that's a super deal, I'll be like, ooh, I can stick that in the corner somewhere mm-hmm. and, you know, like, mm-hmm. just kind of spice it up a little at home or at the it's office. Called retail therapy, Josh. Yeah, that's fine. Welcome that's fine. my just, world. <laughs> but the stuff I buy is from old people's basements. It yeah, kind of smells musty. A little scary. That's yeah, okay. I'm right. I know. <laughs> Regardless, to each their own. How do you recover from burnout? Your idea could be the key for somebody else who just needs a break. 614-479-1049. You could walk the dog through the park. You could go fishing. You could go to therapy. Lots and lots of therapy. That's just some of the ways people are saying they recover from that inevitable season of burnout. Mm-hmm. We all get there, even when everything we're doing is good and great and, and is even... You know, serving God, it, we can get to the end of ourselves and burn out. So how do you recover from it? Because your idea might just be the key to someone struggling with it right now. 614-479-1049. Mine, oddly, is uh, if I go to the place and actually get in, it stresses me out. But being near the water... Is life giving. I like being on a beach. I like even floating in a pool, uh, but I like being around large bodies of water. But not in them. But not not in them. No, not <laughs> okay. okay. Boundaries. Like pool, fine, great. Fine. Chlorine, great. But like saltwater pass, murky pond, no go. I'm with you though. Like I get like that whole that whole essence 
of that experience is is completely different than the everyday life. Yeah. It mm-hmm. is. It's a good reset, a good it's reconnect. Relaxing. Yeah. I think there are, yeah, moments that you can do big experiences like that. And I do love me the ocean. I'll get in though, Chad. But in yeah. my day-to-day, my favorite way to just like relieve that burnout feeling is to lock myself away in my home with a book and not talk to the world for five to six hours and then go find my friends and overwhelm them because I haven't talked to somebody in five to six hours. <laughs> it's a balance. So you're not really concerned about other people's burnout. Uh, you're just in. Are you telling me I burn people out, Josh? Uh, <laughs> I want to move on. Kim. Put in mouth. <laughs> no, it's right. Kim is saving everyone because she has called. Kim, how do you recover from Hannah's burn? No, just from regular... <laughs> Uh, burnout. What do you do? Well, I'll tell you what. I just went through that a couple weeks ago. I was so burnt out. My insides were kind of shaky. And mm-hmm. uh, I also teach. I teach at LifeWise. Mm-hmm. And uh, working at the greenhouse. And I had to take all, like four or five days off and just chillax. Aww. You know, just listen to worship music. Just read my Bible. Just go outside. Just enjoy the outdoors and not doing not doing much of anything else. Yeah. I think and really it's stuff. it's the idea of getting back to the basics. Mm-hmm. What's the most important? Yeah. What's our foundation? Let's strip away everything yeah. and just focus on that for a minute or five. And uh, and it <laughs> yeah. can make a big or, difference. Or five days. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> you hear the phrase, it's a lost art. What do you mm. what do you think of? Manners. Uh, okay. That that works. Mm, fully Written out sentences? Sure. A firm handshake. Mm. Yes. I'm eye so tired. Yeah, I'm tired of the, the dead fish handshake. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, stop. <laughs> Grip my hand, man. What Come about on. knuckle bumps? <laughs> That's fine. Um, so communication is interesting. And I, I it would seem in recent years that good communication is a lost art. Because ah, anymore, mm-hmm. it's all about clickbait. It's all about... Uh, hot takes and it, it feels like part of that's like, your fault clickbait listen, listen don't this isn't about me it's, yeah, about, it's about the problem at <laughs> hand said it. but getting people to listen to you and to trust what you're saying it's a chore anymore because everybody is fact checking everything as they should because everybody right. lies right. okay sorry <laughs> so there's three things that we can do that would encourage people to listen to us okay simple, I like, I like simple lists. things the first one is actually being willing to listen, which is kind of a surprising thing. I want people to listen to me, so be willing to listen to someone else. You're usually Sounds not fair. just saying something. Yep. Don't interrupt me. <laughs> yeah. uh, I knew no. that was coming. I knew that was going to happen. God gave us one mouth and two ears for a reason, <laughs> I'm Peter. I'm so sorry. Um, that was fun. But it's important to be polite. My apologies, <laughs> Hannah. Uh, and then there's also an importance in communication when you pause. When you say something, can't just rattle off all of your points and hope that somebody heard everything. But sometimes it's important to say a thing, a very important thing, and then pause. Mm-hmm. Because what happens when you pause is sometimes people think about what you just said. Or what happens when you pause, someone else takes the conversation and runs the other yeah, direction with it. Yeah, that happens a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a scary thing when that happens. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing, and this might be the most important thing, is to be willing to listen. I know I said that twice, <laughs> but that's <laughs> twice as important. 
Hey, you're invited to listen to the recording of this podcast live. How? Where? It's simple. You can share every weekday morning with Josh, Chad, and Hannah on 1049 The River in Columbus, Ohio, or online at riverradio.com.